Hello. I'm recording this on uh, April 1st in the late morning uh, in Pacific time. And the new moon was last night around 1130-ish Pacific time. And I mentioned that because it was about uh, two hours before that, maybe a little less, when um, I received awareness and information about massive new timelines opening up uh, right then and there for each of us. And, um, and the kind of the message, the encouragement was to drop the current timeline so that we can float up, rise up naturally to the new timelines. And the image really was very much this like dropping that suddenly it was felt as if you were holding or I was holding like this big giant rock or rod of, you know, a very heavy metal and very, very heavy all of a sudden and to just drop it, just let it go, just drop it. And as soon as I did that, I just dropped it. I had a very visceral experience of just whoop, drop it. And then immediately I just started moving up. Like I just, it was like, you know, the helium was in me, whoop, up we go. And I was up high and higher than where I was and could see many different timelines, like little golden threads. There were new high timelines coming in, both for me and for others, kind of all around the globe. These beautiful little golden threads um, were kind of coming in and being available to each being. So this is really a beautiful, important opportunity for you uh, to drop the old timeline or what may for you still feel like the current timeline and allow this floating up to occur. Now, it's just a very natural, just the floating up occurs as a byproduct of the dropping. There is no efforting um, needed. It's just a choice. It's just drop it, whoop, you rise up, right? Like as if you were in water and you had some weight attached to you that was keeping you, uh, you know, lower down in the water. Like if you were diving in the water and you use weights to kind of bring yourself to make it easier to stay down lower, right? And then you like get rid of those and then boop, you come right up to the surface of the water. So that's really, really important right now. So the other pieces, I feel a little less uh, clear on the words. And so you're just going to be patient with me. <laughs> and what I trust is that the kind of the codes, the energetics, the esoterics, the whatever is needed for you will come through in my voice as always, whether the words are there or, or, or the words are useful or not. And remembering always to take what's useful and leave the rest without judgment in everything I share. So I had a number of... Um, uh, kind of like visuals come into me early, early in the morning. Uh, I was awake early in the morning, um, just sort of lying in bed, half awake, half asleep, looking out at the lake and having all these visuals were coming in. And I don't have words to describe or capacity maybe to describe most of them, but there were, um, there were kind of complex geometric patterns and geometric codes. Um, and also just some other sort of imagery of 
of basically of, okay, I'm hearing some words, okay. So that some of the imagery that I was receiving, it wasn't that I was receiving it, it's that I was experiencing what is now coming in, which is increased ability to within, from the human to see and sense and experience other higher dimensions that are here, always here. The dimensions are always here. They're, they're not some other place we go to. That, that beings that only express themselves within certain higher dimensions can now be sensed or seen uh, by you, by us, and what I was being shown were very kind of like different shades of pink as these little beings that were, and not little in the sense that the beings are little, but the, I was being, I was seeing these, these sort of amorphous shapes of pale pinks spread out across the planet against kind of the blue backdrop of the sky and also of the waters. And so there was this kind of like pale sort of pinkish uh, feeling of them, but different uh, tones uh, or shades of pink um, because there's music attached to them too. And so it's, I'm getting confused about the words between music and colors, but because they're actually the same. Um, okay, so just to be on the lookout <laughs> for um, increased capacity to experience connection um, in higher dimensions now going forward, I think is the thing, is the takeaway on that. And so, um, uh, yes. And so then the other really big thing that's been kind of coming through for me for several days is related to water. So we have an experience as humans of water um, in many different ways. We have water in the oceans, which is essentially like the blood of earth. And we have, you know, water in the rivers and I mean the water, not just the oceans, but like all the water on the earth, whether it's fresh or salt, um, is the, is sort of the blood of the earth being. And also in our human bodies, we are primarily made up of water, as many of you know, and, um, sort of different estimates in human science, um, indicate that sort of by volume, um, the kind of the percent estimate of the human body's content is between 60 to 70 percent. Um, but uh, when we look at it by kind of what, by, by calculating what percentage of the molecules in the human body uh, are water, uh, scientists, some scientists estimate this to be as much as 99 percent. Whatever numbers you want to use for this, we can all agree, I think, whatever our perspectives, that water is, water is life on this planet and for the beings of this planet and for the humans and for you and that you are made up of a majority of you is made up of water. And there are very interesting things that water does inside the cells of the human to essentially routinely kind of uh, both 
create protective barriers and also to um, to restore uh, and optimize at the sort of at the cellular and molecular level within the human. And so this is also very interesting um, areas of uh, of inquiry for people. We okay. So the la la la. So there are going to be increasing human science discoveries about the nature of water in many different ways. There have been some uh, more recent, of course, um, that have already occurred. One that came into my awareness recently was from uh, April of 2016, and I'm just going to kind of read the little uh, blurb so that I don't get it wrong. Um, so, water molecules confined in nanochannels exhibit tunneling behavior that smears out the positions of the hydrogen atoms into a pair of corrugated rings. So, I'll, I'll deconstruct a little bit of this in a minute. Um, okay, so water rings. A single water molecule can be confined inside a hexagonally shaped channel, this is important, of the gemstone barrel. Uh, the light blue spheres, I'm looking at a picture, I'll, I'll share this in the notes, show the positions of one hydrogen atom in a water molecule as it takes on six different rotational orientations simultaneously. Tunneling, this is a quantum term, among these orientations means the hydrogen atom is not located at one position, but smeared out in a ring shape. The right panel, there's two images I'm looking at, has an expanded spatial scale and shows the calculated hydrogen charge density going from blue lowest to yellow highest. So this is actually a really important a little piece of human science because it is demonstrating uh, quantum behaviors. Tunneling is quantum behaviors. Tunneling refers to um, when a particle exists simultaneously in multiple locations, which is understood by many to then only fix in the physical realm of uh, kind of classical standard physics when it is observed. But here they are seeing that this molecule of water is demonstrating at, at the kind of the level of existence that should be governed only by classical physics and not by quantum physics, according to science, uh, kind of human science, um, is showing up simultaneously in the in within these six different orientations and it matters that it's a hexagonally shaped channel of this gemstone called beryl b-e-r-y-l beryl is a gemstone uh, a crystal that um uh, like kind of forms into um uh, gemstones that we know as emerald and uh, aquamarine i believe and so Okay, so 
This also combined with looking at some of the research that has been done over the years by um, a man, uh, a scientist whose name is um, uh, Gerald Pollack, um, who's a professor of bioengineering at the University of Washington. He has done studies over the years around the physical makeup of water um, and water's utilization by the human body and has um, discovered and had TED Talks and whatnot around this fourth state of water. Um, and so I just, I mentioned this because it's good, I think it would be stimulating for some of you, it may be activating energetically for some of you to just be aware of there is so much more than humans understand about water um, than, uh, than our science teaches us at this stage, but that more is coming through and more will come through. And I want you to really be leaning into or <laughs> laying back into, if you will, the idea of water as much as possible in this current phase. I want you to get into water as much as you can in any form natural water like wild water is the best but if it's not immediately available to you or you know there's barriers for whatever reason you know fill a bathtub get in the shower um you know fill a, a, a vase with water and stare at it like just communicate commune with merge with water as much as you can and to really feel how that water is within you so it's the you're connecting into the water which is everywhere the whole planet is just infused by and with water it is the means through which we are all connected there are many other means through which we are all connected. It is the conductivity for that connectedness. So it is amplifying the connectedness of all things. So this morning, the visual that I was given um, was of a watery, liquid-like substance that was also kind of plasma-y, and it was a different state of water than we currently have awareness of in the 3D physical realm. And it was kind of a sort of a flowy gelatinous almost kind of substance that looked um, quite a lot like the, um, the circular Stargate portal in the movie Stargate where you know he sticks his hand through the little portal and you can kind of see it has this sort of like flowy, ripply, but more gelatinous than regular water and kind of holds a sort of a form to some extent. So it was like that substance very much. And I was shown it as kind of, there was sort of all these different sort of bubbles, but not like perfectly spherically shaped bubbles, kind of like amorphous, sort of little like blobs of it floating around in air. And there was a very important relationship between the air and these sort of waterish, watery-like liquid plasma-y, uh, uh, I lost the word I just used. Blobs, yes, and um, and so and then and so I was shown that very quickly, and then the largest one in the center came together into a form, like moved itself, organized into a shape 
that was uh, like a six-pointed star, but not the kind of six-pointed star that we see when we kind of look up and draw six-pointed stars. It was like a six-pointed shape that had, the ch had two of the points going directly up and then two of the points going directly down, and then the final two points going directly out to the sides. And so the two points going up and down those four points, they were sort of parallel to each other, going up and down, and then also um, kind of the above ones and the below ones were kind of directly corresponding to each other. And then the ones going out the side were, um, you know, kind of uh, perpendicular, uh, organized in a perpendicular way. I made a super quick little drawing on my phone using my finger on a random uh, image, and I'll, I'll post that also. Um, it's, you know, nothing anywhere near the level, but I still find actually even just looking at that little crude image very activating for me, so I assume it will be um, potentially activating for you as well. And so then as I then later was hearing more about this, because I was really interested in it, and I want to say that the shape was not aesthetically interesting to me as a human. So that was very interesting that like there was very, there was a lot of activating around it, but I was kind of not drawn to the shape, um, which was really interesting. I wasn't repelled by it. I was just kind of like, mm -hmm, whatever, like not beautiful, but it didn't matter. Right. So that was very interesting. I don't know what to do with that, but I mentioned it because for some reason I'm supposed to mention it. And now as I say, okay, as I'm talking, I'm hearing that many of these shapes actually would fit together and I'm seeing how the little side ones, would be able to fit into the space in between the two t up and down ones and that they can all sort of lock into each other and that that's why it has this shape because they can all lock in together in this way and I'm like okay wow all right so that information is really interesting and I'm getting a lot of like green light green neon green flashes um coming in to me as as I'm sharing that okay so what I what I what I was, what was explained to me later in the morning, um, just before I actually heard, okay, now you have to go record this and share this with people. Um, what I, what was explained to me was that what I was seeing was the way in which what we think of as water in the 3D expresses itself and experiences itself in higher dimension dimensional kind of levels, if you will, or layers or realms or whatever, that that, that substance, that kind of plasma-y, liquidy, watery substance that is not entirely, like there's something correct about the representation of that in these Stargate portals, in, you know, these fantasy sci-fi um, movies and stories that we, that we have in the world, um, that there, it, it is this kind of conductor, um, uh, material that allows this complete movement through. And so it's this higher dimensional expression that is showing itself to us in the 3D as water. Um, and so kind of you can think of it either direction, whether it's sort of like, oh, that's, it looks like this in these higher dimensions, or it's, you know, that thing up there is looking like this here in these uh, physical dimensions. So I, I hope some of this is even remotely coherent for you because <laughs> it's hardly coherent for me. Um, like I sense it very clearly, but to put it into words is extremely challenging. So um, yes, okay. So 
there's something activating about that for you. I don't know what, and certainly for me, and I'm really enjoying it. And the, the message is to, to just sort of be delighted by the rapid discoveries that are going to be occurring um, in human science around water and its many different states or phases uh, of existence that we still don't uh, have in our human scientific body of knowledge yet, but we will. And in the meantime, for you to merge as much as you can with water during this current phase and really um, perhaps through the entire rest of the passageway time. Um, so as I have spoken about before, we are in this passageway um, that began January 21st that is kind of bringing our physical biology through into the, 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 the pre-dawn of the, of the golden age and that that goes through into mid to late April. And so many of us, our beings, have the experience of we popped through already to the other side, if you will, of this phase some time ago. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, linear physical time is sort of marching along because our biology must also go through a process to get there because all of this is about the evolution of the physical human species into homo lumens. And so there has to be time in the physical 3D material plane for the biology to do certain things, to have certain experiences, to integrate at certain levels. So we're moving through and as much as you can really kind of just really merge in with nature in all formats, but especially water, um, I'm hearing, um, you're going to have a very much, it's going to ease your experience. You may be uh, having challenging times around more of the kind of letting go or releasing or healing or completing or dropping um, of things that you have been carrying for a long time where these little resurgences of it are happening and they may be puzzling like why are these little resurgences happening just keep dropping keep dropping keep dropping like oh this little stone of this past thing i don't need this anymore drop it drop it drop it drop it and the water will help because it's the buoyancy that you experience as you do the dropping where you just bloop right back up to the surface and you can float on the water and you can bob around in the waves and you can be reminded of how you are like a drop of water in, in a vast ocean where the drop is both the entire ocean and the individual drop at the same time and that is you and me and all of us and all the things, all the beings here. And yes, yes, the drop and the ocean at the same time, both and all, yes, 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 yes. I still feel that the passageway results in this sort of eye of the needle experience and that we are distilling and refining ourselves down to that pure drop of water, to that pure diamond, to that pure pearl, because only that can move through the eye of the needle, 
that's all that will fit through. That is all that we take through to the other side of this phase when we move through this passageway and we move into this next phase. April will have many big inflection points for you. So resource yourself, make yourself the center of your daily life design and learn how to resource yourself fully and honor where you are and what you need so that you can move through these inflection points with grace and ease and fluidity. Fluidity is just what you want more and more and more fluidity. Don't be the rock, be the water. The water wears down the rock. I'm thinking of a beautiful image. I may have it as a video of lake water and lake rock from here. I'm going to find that for you. Very activating in my mind's eye. Um, so we have several inflection points in April. They will be very uh, intense and intense can be delightful and light of being as much as it can be rough, right? So it can be both and or some of them will be awesome and some of them will be not awesome in your experience. Some of them will be awesome and then not awesome for a minute as you incorporate, as you, as you integrate, you know, all the things. It is always choose your own adventure and the most important way to choose the adventure that is the most fun is to choose the stories about what's happening that feel the most lightful to you. And you get to choose always. And so then we move into early May with some really interesting openings and shifts. And we have very like kind of blast off kind of high G acceleration feeling from early May through to through late July, I feel in many different ways. And then we have this very interesting kind of late July into early August period that feels like another sort of passageway time of some sort, just another, cause we're just going to just keep doing this now. This is what we're doing for the kind of foreseeable future is these sort of passageway periods that allow the bio, the body to integrate and, and catch up with this, the, the beingness um, at the new levels in the new phases as they just keep opening and opening and opening and opening and new timelines opening and opening and opening and opening. So don't be attached to your timelines. Don't be attached to your stories or your visions for yourself. Don't be attached to the idea of I need to know all of the things. You may be having that experience of I don't have full clarity and that's a problem for me. It's a problem for your brain because your brain is driven by old evolutionary uh, directives and, and drivers which say look for threats, uh, don't tolerate ambiguity because ambiguity is a threat. The new evolutionary uh, imperatives are the exact opposite. Seek the positive experiences, the delightful experiences, um, pay attention to those and uh, and not only tolerate ambiguity, but embrace it. And in fact, embrace paradox and embrace the way multiple things that would seem inconsistent or even mutually exclusive are actually all true at the same time. And 
be more fluid with your visions for your own pathway and what you're here to do and create and experience and what that's going to look like and how it's going to occur um, because it's going to allow you to keep on rising as you have more and more opportunities to drop oh, look, I thought this was the highest timeline. It was the highest timeline. Now I need to drop it like a stone because here's another even higher timeline. And it buoys me back up into this or buoys me further up um, in the lightfulness that is available. And that's throughout the next, the rest of the year, throughout the next several years, I feel. So just keep on assuming even cool, better stuff, even more cool, better stuff is coming, which isn't a now I do nothing and sit around and wait for them. That is a mistake. It is a do those things that feel the most lightful and delightful um, now, and that helps you be more attuned to that higher timeline as it comes in, those golden threads of the higher timelines as they come in. You also might find that numbers are being very kind of shouty and loud at you. For me, they are being very shouty and loud lately. Um, you can, if this occurs to you, look up if you want to Google, like what does a number mean? But instead, just uh, what I, I don't do that, and uh, very rarely do I find that those interpretations feel useful to me. Instead, it's just the, the number is just kind of being shouty to, to get your attention, to tune into what is your cosmic self wanting you to be thinking, hearing, seeing, feeling, you know, focused on in this moment. And the message is internal between the cosmic self and your human self. And don't let others be the mitigators um, or the mediators, I mean, of this or the translators of this. You open into it. Allow the message. Trust the message. It's not going to be the big giant burning bush speaking to you. It's going to be just a very quiet like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that now. Okay. Or, oh, cool. And sometimes you won't even have words or mental models about it. You'll just feel the frisson of energy moving through you and the number being shouty was just a sort of stop what you're doing and pay attention to your energetics. And then you get that feeling of like, whoop, you know, all that energetic, like moving through you, rippling through you. And that is also really delightful because it reminds you of who you really are, which so much of this time is about remembering who you really are. Because from that place of remembering who you really are, you are then able to fully evolve into what you truly came here to be, which is something entirely new, something that has never been before and something that you have never been before. And this full integration of the cosmic and the original self into your human biology, into this homo lumens expression, like that's what you came here for, but it requires a, re, a deep, full, open connection to who you really are, to your core essence, if you will, is one simple way of thinking about it. Because it's through that inner portal that this all comes through and then allows that easeful expression of it uh, from a light, playful way. So think about what are your organizing principles for your day-to-day and I would very much suggest that your organizing principles for the day today be focused around what is fun, what feels like play, what feels light, what feels delightful. These are my organizing principles now and have been since January 21st. And my entire life now is organized around this. 
And, um, you know, and I'm still getting my sea legs and my human and my physical 3D around what is that, how do I actually really do that? Um, because the organizing principle was for so many years around my energetic work with the planet being. And of course I still work with her and help her and she helps me and we are still in close communication. It's more mm, peer-based, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just leave that at that. I'm not going to say more about that. So all the different things, you know, um, you may be getting sense of urgency around certain things have to happen by a certain date. Feel that, listen into that. If that's true, then honor it, you know? So for me, that was about this move into Lake House 2. So the very clear message was we must be in this new house before the new moon. I didn't know why that was important. I didn't need to know why. Now, many of us, it, it, like in earlier phases of my journey, if I didn't know why, if I didn't have a mental model and my brain didn't have that information, then I might not have acted on it because I might have been skeptical, right? Instead, I have absolute trust and faith in my connectedness with my cosmic self, and it's okay for me to not know why. I had a very clear knowingness of the move needs to happen by uh, March 31st. Okay, great. Where are we moving to? <laughs> right? Like I didn't even know. And then the, you know, Lake House 2 was shown to me and then things happened immediately. And it was less than, it was like a few days, less than a week of, oh, here's the place. Lots of different questions about the place. No problem. All resolved or told to don't worry about it and ignore it and, you know, sign the papers, go through the process and move in and be out of Lake House 1 entirely entirely unencumbered of attachment in any way to Lake House One. So we got everything out, it's entirely empty, did the big clean, did the did the move out, walk through, gave over the keys and all the things, signed the papers, and that was done. And I think that was on the 30th. And yesterday felt like the first time that I started to really feel a sense of what the future timeline is beginning to open and unfurl within this new home. Not that I wasn't feeling, I felt immediately like, yep, here I am. Like the first night we started sleeping here, I didn't have that weird, I'm in a new place feeling at all. It was just like, yep, home, I'm here, you know, surrounded by boxes, but I'm here. And, uh, and very clear about this is my place, but not any sense of, and what will happen here? And that began opening, that golden thread began unfurling yesterday within me without details, but just the feeling of it, kind of that sense of being able to see into the future, which is often what I experience, began to open again in relationship to this home and what's happening here. And more of that feels like that's happening today and will keep happening. So if you have a sense of urgency around, I just feel that this thing, whatever it is, project, move, end of a relationship, showing up at a new place, going to an event, going, you know, buying a book. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It doesn't matter what the thing is. But if you feel a sense of urgency about it, honor the urgency, even if you have no mental model for why this is important, just trust that whatever is going to come from it will be shown to you and given to you and you'll have that experience and then you'll, you know, it'll, it will go. Well, part of what's going on is that there's a breaking down 
a further breaking down of the structures of our sense of our human identity and also of our sense of our social identities. And as that breakdown is occurring, we can be in extreme, and we, we'll see this in many people around us, people are in extreme pain over this sense of human identity or social identity because they're holding on to it instead of dropping it instead of letting it dissolve or letting it smush out. And in fact, okay, so I'm hearing letting it smush out like that, um, like that molecule of water that I was describing in the beginning where they're talking about the, the hydrogen atom in this molecule of water inside the hexagonally shaped channel of the gemstone barrel that hydrogen atom is not located at one position. You are no longer located at one position, but smeared out in a ring shape, taking on six different rotational orientations of the atom simultaneously. This is the micro of the macro of you. And the more you can go into the fluidity of that around your sense of identity and your sense of timelines of what's coming, the more joyful and higher up in terms of the, the rising up within your experience you will have. Yeah. Huh. I love that that just came through. I was like, where do these connect? Where do these connect? I want the words for these connecting. Like, and I feel like it just connected for me at least. I hope it did for you too. I just feel this big joy of the connection of that happening. Hmm. The highly gifted inner urgency to create and transmit, create and transmit, create and transmit. Like this is, this is a, you're witnessing it right now, right? And like I'm transmitting and it's just transmit, transmit, transmit. And I have to be in transmission in various different ways um, or like things don't work inside me. And it's not like, oh, I'm unhappy. Like it's not like that. It's just stuff doesn't work. It's like I always get this image of the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz where like he gets creaky if he doesn't get the oil on his joints and then he gets really creaky and then he'll rust up and he just is stuck and he can't he barely, like, it's really squeaky talking, you know, like that's it. That's what happens to me. And I think this is also what happens to you and to other highly gifted people who don't uh, identify, understand, learn, and then design their life around their own rhythm of creating, transmitting, creating, transmitting, creating, transmitting. Uh, that is that oil that keeps all of the movement, all of the joints, so to speak, within you flowing freely. So important. So, so important. And so fun. <laughs> All right. I think that we're done. And um, I hope that this is helpful to you. And I hope that you are having a really wonderful time with things. And um, I hope that you're feeling the big shifts that began last night and will keep getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, I really would love it if you would comment um, somewhere publicly to me about your experiences and we can kind of have a little bit more dialogue around this. Um, we're going to be soon 
uh, reopening the luminosity private uh, uh, kind of playground cosmic salon chat space off of social media. So this will be a much easier thing for us to be doing very soon. And there will not be a charge for that. They'll, it'll, but it will be gated by email. Um, and, uh, and so that will be a really fun place for us to have a much richer conversation about these things. Um, uh, we have kind of gotten started with also putting these on a YouTube channel where people could potentially do comments for now. I think it's best to just do comments, um, where we, where I share these on my Facebook or on my Instagram, just because, you know, those are the places that I tend to see the most regularly where I get to see your comments about what's going on and how you're experiencing this. And it's really meaningful to me to be able to hear your experiences. And I love to be able to support that. Um, also, of course we have the off the map, business Facebook page as well. We share the things there. So wherever feels good. And if you're really enjoying these um, transmissions, I hope that you're able to provide um, a lovely five-star review for us and make sure that you're actually subscribed in a pod podcast player or all the podcast players, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, um, you know, all of them, they're all there. And you can find all the links to all those players in our website at melaniegillespie.com forward slash luminosity, which is of course also where all the episodes are. So thank you so much. I love you. And I'm so glad for your light in the world. And I am so happy for our connection and the expansion of your experience. It's delightful to me as much as my own is delightful to me. <laughs> All right, darlings, I'll talk to you soon.